1: With us now is former Packer wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Brett Swain. Brett, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. How you guys
2: doing? I'm glad to be on.
1: Oh, man, we're excited to have you on. And Wags and I always ask every uh, every player the same thing. Once a Packer, always a Packer. So, Brett, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? It was awesome, man. It was a, a chance of
2: a lifetime for me. You know, growing up, you always hear about the famous Lombardi trophy and Lambeau Field and the frozen tundra. Um, and I grew up a, a Brett Favre fan, you know, so, uh, to finally get a chance to put that, that green and gold on, it felt great. Um, it was a dream come true and, and to, to win a Super Bowl was just, uh, really, really, uh, a huge impact on my life and it continues to impact my life till till this day so um really really blessed to be a part of the organization and excited to uh kind of continue continue moving on with, uh with the legacy i guess
1: Brad it's interesting that you mentioned Brad Favre and he retired right before the Packers drafted you so you joined the team at an interesting time and then uh that summer right. he was wanting to come back so what was that like you're going through off season workouts what's going on within the organization and i'm sure you know you're just a new new guy the kid coming in but that must have been a surreal environment
2: yeah it was uh it was kind of crazy at first it was a little bit of a circus at first and it was it kind of caught me off guard because um you know Uh, the way everybody was explaining Green Bay to me, it was a real laid-back you know, environment, kind of hometown team, and when I got there, it was kind of a little bit of a circus because of the Brett Favre situation and them kind of moving forward with Aaron and uh, Brett kind of flying in and out of Green Bay, figuring out if he was retiring or not. Um, So everybody was kind of on the edge of their seat, and there was a lot of media around. I I remember that, that, that camp was really tough for me because it was just a lot of stuff going on, you know. Um, when I would go out to a practice, everybody would chant, we want Brett, you know. And it was like, my name's Brett. I'm coming into Green Bay, you know. It's like uh, autographs, it's like, oh, we want the other Brett, you know. So stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. And, and, and then, you know, when Aaron – Aaron would get on the uh you know, interview that night and he would talk about it. He'd just be like, Man, Brett Swain got a lot of lot of likes tonight and uh, <laughs> you know, obviously talking, talking about the chance and stuff like that. But it was kind of a circus in the beginning. It it really calmed down when when Aaron kind of had a, a year or two to settle in and um, you know, everybody started to kind of understand what Aaron brought to the team as well. So um, it was a fun time for me. Um, just that, that, that camp was probably one of the most interesting camps I was a part of in my career for sure.
1: You talk about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so here you are. You caught passes from one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, we think the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, so what's that like, just catching those balls? What's it like being in the huddle with a leader like that and being a teammate with, a just on a championship team like that, Brett?
2: I uh, just definitely lift your game. You know, he made me a better player and that was one thing that I could take to any of the other teams that I I went to is that when you step in the huddle with a guy like Aaron, it's like you got to know everything. If you're not on the same page with him, you're not going to click well. So, um he challenged you to 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 know the playbook like the back of your hand. Um he challenged you to make plays and if you didn't brief, uh, lift your game up to his level, um, you didn't really fit well in that huddle. So, uh I I I enjoyed it because it made me a better better player, it made me a better person. Um and that's one thing that I usually tell a lot of the kids that I work with now is that, you know, that's one thing that I maybe may have regretted is is not sitting down and and watching that extra amount of film or or going to Aaron's house and Aaron loves football, you know. If you go sit down and just watch football and want to learn football with Aaron, he's so inviting for that. So he's looking for those opportunities with players and uh you know I I felt like I was a a very very hard working player, so you know, maybe if I did 10% more, I I I could have got 10% more out of my career, but um definitely made me a better person, better player and just uh just lifted everybody's game around them.
1: Well, Brad, you know, I think one of the things that really stands out to us and and fellow Packer fans is the work that you put in to be a contributor on special teams because I've seen that admittedly that wasn't something that you were used to Uh, when you came out of San Diego State is playing a lot of special teams but you put in the work in those first couple of seasons and that was a role that you were able to carve out for yourself Um, so can you talk a little bit about uh, what you needed to do to try to make an impact and, and get onto the field, and how that helped you get the opportunity to be on that fifty three man roster in two thousand and ten
2: well number one you you know it really helps to understand the business side of of the NFL you know and understanding what opportunities you have in front of you and and really how to understand those opportunities so I, that's where I think a lot of young guys miss make misconceptions is, is that, you know, they might be chasing opportunities that might not be real or not. So one thing that that once I learned the business side of, of the NFL, I knew that, you know, if I wanted to stick around on the team, I had to bring something to the team that was a little bit different than what the other receivers brought, you know. Um, I, I was in a room with a lot of really, really talented receivers. I, I mean – the way I look at it is that I was in a room with with if there was five there was five receivers on the fifty three, there was four of those receivers in the room that are probably eventually going to be Packer Hall of Famers, um, and, and then you know if not maybe real Hall of Famers. So I learned a lot of of playing the wide receiver position kind of in the back back scenes of everything because I played with such good receivers, but it really I, I really had to take. Myself and humbled myself down to a level where it was like understanding the opportunities. The opportunities to get on the field as a receiver weren't weren't as high as 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 a special teams player. So, you know, I, I think at that time they weren't really looking for a guy that was that, that was going to be a, a solid, you know, receiver only type player. Back in the day, there was a, a there was a different CBA in place. You know, allowed. Uh, more veteran-style players to kind of hang around on special teams and be a little bit more of a leader on the team. The new CBA kind of took all that stuff out of, at, away from the, the business a little bit, so the special teams players kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, but I was lucky enough to understand that opportunity. Uh, I had to get to work. I had to humble myself and understand that, you know, not only did I have to do my responsibilities as a receiver and understand everything that I needed to do, uh, from a receiver standpoint, but th- that, that's when I had to uh, humble myself and say, you know what, the day's over, but I have to take another hour of my time and go and talk to the special teams coach and learn how to play special teams because I really just didn't know how to play it. And there's a lot of little things that you can learn from from a special teams standpoint that just put yourself in the best positions to, to be successful. And, and, and that's really what I focused on in those two years is the little details and then I got to, got to work on my body and a little bit more of a bigger athletic, 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 more receiver style, safety, tackler type guy that I was able to kind of mold into a special teams player that, that I was able to, to make that 53 those, those few years. And it was hard. It was difficult because I didn't know how to play. And it, and it was just a lot of just taking extra time and and talking to coaches and learning and watching film and talking to other players and, and really just having that attitude that you can run down the field and knock the crap out of somebody, and, and, and it really helped your team. So that was my mindset, and that's really what I wanted to do. And that was my dream, and that was the way to, to, to make it happen. So I did it, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I mean that's awesome. I mean it really is, and and I don't know what some of your career highlights are for you personally, uh, Brett. But we saw an awesome Instagram post you recently did just a few days back, and it's something that I know Wags and I could never forget on that uh, Sunday night football game against Chicago, where they where they pulled that fake, and you were right there to make that tackle. And I think that that just personifies. What you were doing there? I mean, is that one of those fond memories for you, making that tackle uh, and and really helping the team out there on the way to a, a Green Bay Packer victory?
2: Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that that's like the parted and kind of the the environment and and kind of the, the 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 play style that that gave me the opportunity to play in the NFL, and and that was a great opportunity and moment for me to kind of just be able to do my job in that moment and that's kind of really what it all all it came down to it wasn't it wasn't a spectacular play by any means it was just a a play that I uh, you know I, I was a guy that really worked on my on my ability to to understand what I had to do um on each given play you know whether there was whether there was playing receiver and you had to pick up a check from Aaron Rodgers or whether it was playing special teams and you had to understand, a uh, motion of, of some sort, uh, a certain key or of someone that you're looking at. Um, but that, that's the epitome of that, those plays that, that shows you your preparation. Um, that was exactly what I was supposed to do on that play was to kind of, uh, show an outside rush, but then drop back and then key any fakes. And, and obviously they thought they could get us on a fake. And I just read my keys and put myself in a good position to make the play and, and I just made the play, and, and it was a tribute to my preparation. I wasn't, you know, it was one of those moments where you, you, you prepare so much that it, you just go out there and execute, and it, it just happens easily r- rather than, you know, stressing to make the play. Or or if I didn't watch that film, maybe I missed that tackle and he gets the first. So um, yeah. I think that's definitely a tribute to, to the hard work and, and the dedication of, of, of what you need to do to put yourself into
1: successful opportunities.
0: Absolutely. And it's such an awesome feeling, isn't it?
1: When you make a read and you just sort of know what's coming and you're ready to execute and you do it. I mean, that's such that's an emotional lift when you are ready
0: and prepared to do that. So, Brett, I just want to pivot here for a moment and go back. And you, in your post-playing career, have started a business as a personal trainer. You are working with athletes at all levels from middle school to high school to college. And so you're really uniquely qualified, I think, both from obviously your own playing experience, but uh, as a coach and mentor now with the athletes that you're working with to really be able to impart some wisdom and, and from your own experience as these athletes prepare for the combine, their pro days and the NFL draft and, and hopefully uh an NFL career. Can you walk us through some of the things that you really try to impart on those athletes so that they're in the best possible position they can be to reach their goals?
2: I think that's a I think that's a great question because I, I think that when people get asked this question, you either go one way or another with it. Um I I, I might catch you off guard a little bit, but I think the reason why I'm so intrigued about, about personal training is number one, I had a great mentor in in my in my own life. My my personal trainer that I started working with in high school, he was a he he did the same style stuff that I'm doing, and I'm kind of just picking up off of what, what, all the bricks and foundations that he's laid down in my in my old community. But um, as soon as I got done playing, I went back to school, and I, and I started to uh started a master's degree program um and I got a master's degree in coaching and athletic administration and i I think the number one thing that that when I got into personal training was I wanted to understand my why why am I in it why am I doing this why am I trying to help former professional or former a- or why am I trying to help athletes being a former athlete myself um and really, truly my reason why I'm doing this to help all these athletes is, is, yeah, I think I feel like I understand training and, 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 and developing athletes, but I really feel like when you, when you get into coaching and when you get into training, that kind of becomes secondary to you just helping the person be the best, become the best version of themselves. Um, and I really just want to help people become, a great person rather than just a great football player. Um, I learned a lot about leadership. I learned a lot about, you know, just raising everybody's competition levels around you. Um, and I think that's something that, that might have went under, uh, under the radar a little bit when I was in Green Bay is that I was a little bit of my own leader. You know, as a young player, you, you kind of need these, these leaders around you that kind of hold you to these standards. But I think that was something unique about our team, that Super Bowl team, was that we were all leaders and that we were all about um, hard work and dedication, and we just loved working hard. And I think that's kind of something that that a lot of young players don't get taught taught a whole lot, and I I think that that defines you as a player more so than your athletic abilities. Um, We sit around and we work on speed and we train, and, and I lay it out for them, How hard it really is to, you know, become that, that college player or that NFL player. And it's really hard and it's a, it's a big investment in time and energy, effort. Uh, it's a huge investment, but within that investment, you're also learning how to become the best version of yourself and the best person. So that's really my, my goals in, in helping athletes is, is to help them become the best version of themselves. And when I see, when I see guys, you know, accomplish their goals like I was able to accomplish my goals in a certain aspect. Um it, it it's really fulfilling to me and no amount of money, no amount of no amount of 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 whatever helps me feel happier than that moment. So that's really what I do it for, is to help them uh be great people. It's really cool to be a great athlete and a, and a great football player but now that I don't have football, it's it's even cooler to be a great person and and that's really my goals in my community to help all my all the athletes that would like to work with me be great people at the end of the day um and and not only help them uh, achieve their athletic goals as well.
1: I mean, that's so cool, Brad. I it really is. It's really commendable and uh, and well-rounded it sounds like. And so folks can go to CoachBrettSwain dot com. Correct if they want to learn more about what you're up to right now.
2: Yeah, man. There's some there's some little things that you know. I'm still working on the business side of stuff. I do all my websites and I do everything myself, um, just because it's a little. You know, I, I like the entrepreneurship a little bit.
1: For sure. Um,
2: you know, it's hard. I'm 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 learning a lot on a on a day to day basis. Uh, I've been doing this business for four years. You know. And it's been growing, you know. I've really started seeing a, a big jump in the last year because the word of mouth is starting to spread in my community. And uh, it's exciting because I'm starting to see a lot of, of, of athletes benefit from it. And um, it's exciting to see those kids go off and, and, and start their careers and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, folks, definitely check that out. Brett, we really appreciate and want to respect your time, but we would also be remiss. If we didn't ask you about that special run that you were able to be part of in 2010 season to the Super Bowl, you had, it looks, I just saw you had six, six tackles on special teams during that playoff run. Um, and I mean, you were a big impact out on the field during that, during that playoff run and some big wins. What was it like to be on the inside as you're going through that run and having that experience and, and as you're suiting up uh, for the Super Bowl?
2: It was pretty cool and, and the reason why I think it was pretty cool was because we had to deal with a lot of uh, adversity so um, the, it showed a lot of perseverance to our team and, and the adversity that I'm talking about is, is a lot of injuries hit us. We were hit with a lot of the injury bug where we lot of, lost a lot of key players um, so that was a really cool moment because what was happening in practice and and before that run was that we were just we were a team of a, a group of guys that were just it, I felt like we were just a bunch of hungry dogs and whether it was practice walk through game I mean I, I I could remember watching Desmond Bishop in practice and this guy's playing a game every day in practice and, and this is where all the injuries happen and. That's just what we did, you know, it, it, like even me as a scout player in practice, like I'm trying to get after, after the first team defense, you know, um, and, and I think that just prepared us for those moments when, when it was like, all right, our key players are going down. What are we going to do now? And it wasn't even a question of what we were going to do. It was just like, all, right, all right, we're ready to go because guys like Desmond Bishop stepped in and, and had huge impacts at key positions, Um, I had to come in and, 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 you know, play a little bit more more playing time than than normal, but, you know, I had to fill in those roles. Um, I had to do my job on special teams because a lot of the guys that were playing special teams were now the starters on defense or offense. So
1: um,
2: my roles got expanded on special teams, but we were all ready for those moments because that's just how we approached it on a day-to-day basis. Um, we were just a bunch of hungry dogs we 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 all worked hard we all loved working whatever whatever it did whatever we we tried to do to, what, to 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 make it work and and to wor- uh to work on a high level we did it you know whether it was extra workouts um whether it was meeting together watching film we were doing it you know so um all that stuff was uh, pretty cool to watch when when those moments started presenting themselves. The younger players stepped in and they just ran with it. And I, I think that's why we were super successful in that run, is that we just had a bunch of hungry dogs playing, and and all we do- all, there was blood in the water, and we were just a bunch of sharks. So.
1: And in Brad I lied. I, I have to ask one more question because you brought it up. Uh, all the guys that went down with injury. So the fabled Charles Woodson speech at halftime. Is I mean, can we at least get a snippet? I mean, we're all dying to know what did Charles say. I mean, he goes down with the collarbone injury, and I mean, you guys had an awesome game the whole way. But anything you can share, I mean, a word, we'll we'll just we we'll we'll take anything. The scraps, whatever you'll give us.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, it was a pretty emotional emotional halftime because you know you have a guy that that that's worked. His whole life to get to these moments and to, to see him helpless, you know, he's sitting there with a sling on in front of us, knowing that he can't go back in the game, to sit there helpless, knowing that, that he can't use his abilities to help us win that game. Um, he basically just passed the torch to us, to the young players right then and there. You know, he said, Hey man, this is, this is your game now. You know, this is, I'm passing the torch to you guys um this is your opportunities to to seize uh you know we, we had the advantage and and we knew it and all we had to do was continue to play at a high level um you know I had some shaky moments myself in there but you know I think it was just everybody's everybody's ability to get to the next play you know and it was to get to the next play and whether it was a bad play or a, a, or a good play we were always about getting to the next play and and working together as, as 11 guys on the field, get to the next play, get to the next play. And and we just persevered through the moments. And, you know, we were, we had the victory in the end and, and, uh, you know, him passing that torch at halftime was, was pretty big for the young players. And I felt like that was a huge responsibility for, for us. And, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we, we finished on the right note. So, um, we were happy that we were able to do that for Charles and, And, uh, you know, send them out the right way.
1: Brett, you're the man. Thank you so much for taking some time uh, joining us today. Please join us again soon. We've really enjoyed talking with you. Awesome, guys. Give
2: me a call anytime. Love to jump on.
1: Yep, and CoachBrettSwain.com again. And you can follow him at Brett Swain on Instagram and Twitter. Brett, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And just so you know, before you sign off. We always like to end it with a go, pack go. Can you give us a go, Pat, go?
2: Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Pat, go, Pat,
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Later. Later.